0: Hi guys welcome to the official first episode of my podcast this episode is going to be about fears and I'm going to tell you two particular stories of fear incidents in my life and how I dealt with them how I overcame them so the first one happened about 10 years ago when I was in first year I know you're like what yeah don't worry about it I'm not that old <laughs> I'm not that old <laughs> anyways um, so I wanted to join the choir I joined this church and I just joined the choir so I talked to one of my friends that was already in the choir and she told me when practice would be so the bus unfortunately does not come at exactly the time so the choir practice was by six o'clock but the bus either came like 540 or 610 or 550 and 620 something like that so I got to I took the later one for whatever reason so I, I got to the practice late um, when I arrived at church I snuck up the stairs I looked into the Auditorium and I saw that the rehearsals had already begun. I the thought of entering just caused me to have a serious panic attack. I could not do it for the life of me. I was like, what Miraba What no, it was just going to be impossible because two things, I was still a very, very, very shy person. So I had like a fear of people because I stuttered, plus my shyness, you know, it was a lethal combo. I still stutter, by the way. When I'm nervous, the stutter comes out. So that obviously was a recipe for a nervous, nervous situation. And the second thing was I don't like attention. So walking in there and having everyone look at me was so nerve wracking. I could not do it. I could not do it. So I just turned right around and went back home. And then when I got home, I thought to myself. I really pondered. I was like, okay, am I going to miss out on this really great opportunity because? i am afraid now why i asked this question was because i really wanted to join the choir i knew that it was the right thing for me to do because i love music i love singing and everything and looking back on it it was one of the most fun times i had in my university time you know i made friends from there i learned a lot i got to lead some songs I got to be embarrassed sometimes man and just realized you know what <laughs> it takes some L's in life and you, you live it you live with it and I also really realized how passionate I was about music because I realized that every time people screwed up it was just like okay every time we screwed up when to make a group thing every time we screwed up it was like seriously what is going on you know what well, it really really solidified that music it was one of my great passions you know and I also learned to to play the drums and I made lots of amazing friends. So all these things would have been possible if I had decided to let fear hold me back. So how I dealt with it was I identified the two fears. Fear of attention and fear of talking to people and all that. And one of them was unavoidable, which is talking to people you have to talk to. Well, both of them you can say were, una- were unavoidable. But the attention one, I could at least mitigate to a certain point. Because if I came with the earlier boss, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have been the only one on the bus. I was pretty sure, actually, that I wouldn't be the only on the bus going to choir practice so the whole everyone turning to look at me thing would not be there because I won't be late I'll be coming with people so it wouldn't be as much of a shock to me or whatever so in my teenage head I was like yeah okay we're gonna try this so the next time I came back like I'm not somebody that just tries once and, unless if I don't like it then hey I'll try it once and I will not go back there that's because I don't like it though that's not because I'm afraid you know so I eliminated that by coming earlier and it worked now the second part is the whole meeting people thing thing of like I said I stammer or stutter so when I try to introduce myself to you I stutter my name is Mirabelle that's normal me but when I'm trying to say it and I'm nervous it's like my name is me me, like you know the stutter (laughs) I got this before, but anyways, I started really bad and then so I say like it takes me a long time to say my name. Mirabelle. I can say it twenty times Mirabelle, Mirabel, 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 Mirabel. Blah blah blah. On and on. But once I'm nervous, <laughs> it's not coming out like that. It's gonna take a long time. That's why some people think my name is Marble. I'm like it's Mirabelle, you know, but I don't say it like that when I'm like Mirabel. And they're like, oh Marble? I'm like what? Anyways. Yeah, so I'm meeting people and stammering, I get frustrated with myself. So I roll my eyes. Now people see that and they think, Oh, she's rolling her eyes at me. So people actually used to think I was rude when they initially met me, and then later like, Oh my god, you know, I thought you were rude because you used to like roll your eyes a lot, and I'm like, actually, nah. I'm actually no, I'm <laughs> I'm not rude, but I am just a very nervous person, and so when I would talk to someone, I just met you for the first time, or I've missing for like I feel like well, I'm not super comfortable with you yet because we haven't been talking for a long time. I would roll my eyes whenever I started to stammer, or when I realized that oh, I have to talk to somebody again. Obviously, over time, you when you practice, you, know, you practice more and more. You you get used to you get used to things, right? So over time, you know, be, I changed from someone who would never approach a stranger to talk to them to being someone who would approach the stranger and talk and start talking to them um so i'm still a reserved person and it's not like i'll just everywhere i go i'm going to talk to strangers and stuff like that that's my dad my dad can make friends anywhere it's amazing but he's like sometimes it waste our time <laughs> It's like we have to go we have to go and he's like chatting i'm like okay well, let's go now <laughs> i'm just like dude man seriously let us go but you know it's a talent. It's a gift. I admire it hundred and ten percent. It's always a good thing to be able to form relationships anywhere you go. I don't think that I have any. I don't think that I'm flawed in that I don't do that because he, I'm. like He's one is more of a quantity thing. He can make like all kinds of friendships with all kinds of people, which is great. I'm more of a quality person, so I may mean, not have fifty thousand friends. But if I have five friends, those five friends are my true friends. I talk to them very often. I'm very open with them. They're open with me. You know, it's very deep, very quality because I really, really, really do not like small talk. So, you know, anyways, that's going to a whole different area. But the point of it was I, I, you know, faced the fears. I went to choir practice. I enjoyed myself from that first time and you know it was a fun experience and if I had not made decisions to try to mitigate one of the fears I would maybe not have joined the choir and I would have missed out on all the amazing experiences and all the lessons and things I learned so story number two. Story number two is not really a story. It's more like general update on my life for the past four or five years. So when I finished university undergrad in 2014 I moved to a new city. I was supposed to live with one of my family members and his wife and family and I was looking for a job that was like meant to be the hot city of where engineers find jobs. I studied engineering, electrical engineering, BT dogs. It's not impressive to me just because it's not really what I wanted to do. But the thing is, I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time, so it's okay. I'm grateful for engineering because it gave me an analytical mind and it helped my critical thinking. had a really rough time um, after I finished my undergrad because I didn't get a job immediately so I had to, like I said, go to a different um, town to live with some family members. Um, it was an okay time, it was not the best time for me just because I, was, I had to be dependent on other people and I was still dependent on my parents. Yes, I was young but at the same time I had finished university and what people do after university is get jobs and become independent. That wasn't happening for me and it was you know depressing at first i was still having faith and having hope that you know something would happen um but as time continued to pass that hope started to wane and yeah it just got darker and darker i well the person i was staying with my uncle advised me to apply to college which i did i applied to three different schools I got into two I ended up going to one I studied health safety and environmental compliance it was really interesting and I enjoyed it I really wanted to sit out I'd love to get a job in that field and whatnot so that was when the real depression hit that was 2016 you know so this is I've been out of school for at this point almost two full years and I still hadn't had a proper job I, I hadn't had a job at that point um and it was really really demoralizing cuz after i finished university i was unwilling to take any kind of like minimum wage job because i believed i deserved better than that not because of an entitlement uh, mentality but simply because i worked really hard for my degree it's, i'm not like i said i don't like engineering i studied really hard i worked really hard to earn that degree those like jobs are for students or for older people. They are not really jobs that can sustain somebody that wants to be able to live by themselves and take care of themselves. And to me, I felt like, at that time, I felt like taking that job meant giving up. meant It meant that I was not good enough for the jobs that I wanted. And I couldn't just say that, you know, it was really, really hard for me. So, when I finished my postgraduate degree, looking for work for months, nothing was forthcoming. So, I finally broke down and started applying for customer service jobs. Um, I got one minimum wage, you know. And it was like 40 minutes, no, 45 minutes drive from where I was staying. So, I was staying with my aunt and their family and her family so it was a 45 minute drive from their house and it was like 2 to 11 or 2 to 10 or 1 30 to 10. it was an afternoon to night shift basically it was not a day shift so i'll come back be exhausted everybody wakes up early so they wake me up because i'm a light sleeper i wake up super early then i try to force myself to sleep for a couple more hours before i wake up to you know go through to get ready to go to work so I really couldn't do much but the only good thing about my schedule was I was able to go for interviews because I had the mornings free I hated that job oh my gosh the first day I got there it was so busy I answered like 80 something calls and during my first break I texted my friends I was like I hate this job like, I already knew I hated the job. Even from before, like, from before I got in, I knew I was going to like it. Because, once again, I'm an introvert. I do not get energy from spending a lot of time interacting with a lot of people. I really don't. So, having a job where you have to interact with strangers for the whole time, oh my gosh. Draining. Very, very draining. So, it really drained me. <clears throat> and it got me depressed because obviously, like I said, to me, getting that kind of job just meant that, like, I was literally much a failure like, I had failed and everything. Because also, I <clears> guess <throat> from context, I was in Canada. In Canada, for me to be able to get permanent residence, there's a certain level of job that you need to have. So part of the reason I didn't want to take those jobs, besides the pay and the fact that it's below my skill level, is also the fact that it does not qualify you. Sorry, it doesn't count as work experience towards getting permanent residence. So it's just it was like a almost a pointless job doing things that I got some money. So I didn't have to depend on my parents since I was already living with somebody. And that's the only thing. Anyway, I tried to talk to my friends about it, but like, they just wouldn't understand because one of them actually got a job after six months. And like, there's no way you would understand being unemployed for over a year going back to school and still not getting a job. You can empathize a little bit but you just won't have the words to say because they have not really been there. And I appreciate her. She really tried. She really tried but she just could not fully understand what I was going through. And I felt like at that time I started pushing people away because I was just like nobody really understands what I'm going through. Because at that time most of my friends had jobs. Um yeah. So my friends had jobs, they had like good jobs too, that were in their fields that were at least a little bit tasking, a little bit you know challenging and whatnot. And so it's not you know, much as they say, don't compare and whatnot. It's always easier said than done. I did not want to compare, but you know, you just have to, it was just, the thoughts would come at you randomly. You'd just be like, hmm, you know, see how much better her life is than mine and stuff like that. Not how much better, but it's like, I want that. You know, like you, you want to like, th- one thing that has been a desire of mine that I have still not accomplished till today is to live alone I've always wanted to live alone people are like oh no it's not I'm like no like if you have a problem with being by yourself and that is your problem I actually really like being by myself that's why I know that if I live alone it'll be the best like do you understand everything is based on my schedule I can do whatever I want. I can stay in that place for one week and not leave, and nobody will disturb me. Do you understand? I can <laughs> go around naked. I can watch whatever I want to watch. I can eat whatever I want to eat. You know, I can sleep whenever I want. Well, actually, I cannot because if I have work, I cannot. But you know what I mean. Like everything is based on my schedule and my decisions. Nothing is dependent on someone else. I'm not a selfish person, or but. I really just enjoy having my freedom and my space and when i'm in that really nice good space then that's where i'm more creative that's when i'm more willing to do things like exercise and whatnot and then when i'm talking to people i'm talking to people that i really want to talk to because i'm like oh this person i should talk to this person when i'm in a good space like life is good Um, you know i'm i'm generally a happy person thank god and everything but i really want to live by myself this is a segue obviously but yeah, that's what i think i like, really really want to do that i have still not been able to accomplish so i'm really still believing god and trying to work towards that so hopefully that happens soon so back to my story when i was at that job i was at that job for five months i was there from december 2016 to may 2017. that was my most depressed time i one day my siblings came to spend the day with me and then the next day i had to go drop them off at the um, at the bus station and there was a public holiday but i had to go to work because in call centers you go to work every day some call centers so when i got to work and it's not like there was a lot of work to do on it there was nothing there was not a lot of work but because they have um service level agreements so a certain number of people have to be at available at a certain time and whatnot as i was the closing shift it was always harder for me to live, leave because of the shift i was on And I remember that day because I cried. I was at my desk and I cried. I was just like, God, what is this? And, you know, I wasn't getting like interviews, like as many interviews as I would have liked. So I wasn't, it wasn't really a good time for me, honestly speaking. It definitely made me doubt myself. I doubted like, am I actually good enough? Am I actually smart? Am I actually, do I actually have things to offer? Because I felt like if I had things to offer, then someone would give me a chance you know, but if nobody sees anything that I have to offer, then maybe I have nothing to offer, It's a whole thing, and I struggled with it, obviously, it's, like, insecurities, right, like, people don't realize how hard unemployment hits, unemployment is one of the leading causes of depression, and it really, really affects people in ways that I don't think we really examine or really think about. Cause once you get a job you're like oh thank god i got a job okay and you move on like you don't even try to process how you were feeling maybe you're looking for a job and me i'm a very emotional person so when something is happening i'm really feeling it and you know i really have to like question i really ponder and think about it and like wonder what is going on and stuff like that and i'm a christian so like i would pray like god what is happening why is this happening you know I don't understand what's going on here and also once again like so many things because I don't always give my whole life story but once again to, to get the permanent residence right that's the only way you can stay in Canada um, long term. So I'd already been in Canada for like eight years at this point and my work permit that I had was going to expire 2017 um, June or July or August basically it's gonna expire summer of 2017 so i was pretty much like okay well this is it this is it this is it i've failed that i'm going to go back to nigeria and then i didn't want to come back to nigeria i really did not so i was like oh god you know this is what's happening i was kind of gearing myself up for that like oh this is what's happening so it's happening but like my dad um like around March or so, he was, well, no, before March, he was um, telling me to apply for master's program. Like my father understood the struggles. He empathized with me. He felt bad that, you know, I was having such a hard time and he never blamed me for the fact that I couldn't get a job. So, and he was never like, oh no, he was like, yeah, it's not like you're not good or talented. It's just, you know, you're maybe, the way you're coming across to people is not the, most you know like not everybody has that thing or whatever but he was very supportive so he's he pretty much begged me like there's no other way to put it he begged me he said please I know you're tired just try one more time apply for a master's I had applied for a master's before and when I finished university first time I didn't get in and I was fine with that because I actually like I did not want to go back to school I really didn't like school I'm still not a school person like I'm not oh you must go to school to PhD level. I'm not that kind of person. If bachelor's degree is all you want to do do it. If you want to go to college, do it. I don't care. To me those things don't matter. Like if that's what you need to if that's what you need to get to where you're going, that's fine. But if you're just doing it for status, like that's like I, I don't care about things like that. It does not move me. But back to my story. So I got into the masters, woohoo. May, I found that out in May, I was in Nigeria when my family found out, so I showed my parents like I least some good news for them and for everybody for me, so, so I was really happy and excited because I was at a really good school, and so that was pretty much what helped me get over the whole depression situation, well that first of all, it was the fact that I was just trying to like, okay, get my head in the right space of the negative, like I was preparing for myself for Nigeria, so I was trying to get my, like, let it not be like I was dragged kicking and screaming to Nigeria, let it just be like, I accepted, you know, like stages of grief, basically, stages of grief, and I eventually came to accept that, like, okay, this was happening, and then, so, when I got in and everything, I was really happy, I was like, okay, I get to stay for at least an extra year, and hopefully something would happen, and because with the Masters, you can get permanent residence, you don't have to have work experience, so I was like, Great. Anyways, this story doesn't end with me saying I have family residence. No, I'm in Nigeria, so obviously not. I'm in Nigeria doing NYSC. That's a whole nother conversation. But what I have to say is that when sorry, I lost my train of thought. What I have to say is unemployment is wow a huge confidence killer. A huge confidence killer, a huge self-esteem killer, a huge demoralizer that people don't realize, and I feel like more people should talk about this, and more people should, I don't know, do something. Not like not, I mean, not do something, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like unemployed people really need help, emotional help, not financial help, because it's really, really hard if you're constantly looking for work and you're getting rejected constant rejection is not good for anybody it's not a healthy thing and i don't think it's something that we should just gloss over without analyzing the impact it's having on our lives because you never know what is what's happening until later you just realize you have like no confidence like even if you eventually end up getting a job and stuff and they give you like a responsibility you've just realized like you don't actually feel like you deserve it that's not my case, me, I, what happened was after, I, was it after my master's or before, I don't I can't really remember, but I know that sometime between 2016 and 2018, I realized that, you know what, I'm actually a very competent person, I'm actually really, really like, good worker, smart worker, tell me what to do, I'll do it. I'm not like a yes man or that. but like, if you tell me this is, what this is what we're supposed to do, I'll be able to come up with something that would be a solution to the problem you have given me. I'm not the smartest person in any room by any means, because there's always going to be someone better than you. And once you accept that, I feel like your life will be so much easier. So, I don't come to be like, oh my gosh, I'm the best. Uh, no, I shall know that I'm not the worst, <laughs> or oh, the second is the worst, I'm not the best, I'm not the worst, I do good work, and people that I've worked with, they always recognize that, they always acknowledge the fact that, wow, my boy, you're actually really impressive, you're amazing, and all those kind of things, but it's just like, people don't want to give me a chance, because I don't know why, and quite frankly, I don't care, it's all their losses, I believe that this was the path I was supposed to follow, anyway, so, I'm not really, um, that disappointed anymore before i was really disappointed because you know every time i do not i wouldn't get a job like you know how many ah uh, there was one interview i remember it very well i think it was <laughs> i remember very well and i'm thinking it was 2015 2015 summer 2015 summer and this interview was with an amazing engineering company and I was like i wow, for me to get this interview I, I just felt like oh my god I didn't know that I'll get this interview and this will be my job it was a perfect job for me it was it was an engineering training job you know this company is like amazing company I knew that the pay would be good opportunities for career advancement will be there I'll be set so I got to the interview everything went well even the one of, I got interviewed by two people one of them even wrote like good answer on one of my responses and everything so I was really feeling optimistic about it then I traveled and so the day that I was supposed to receive word about whether or not I got it I was out of the country and then I got the email I was with my whole family I got the email and then I told my mom and then I started crying she was like no stop it I was like god it was hot huh? that I think that was when I finally broke that was when it was like there is no hope because I had been getting lots of interviews and wow it was it felt really hopeless like so when when somebody talks about unemployment like I'm, I'm not even the only one that went through this i have a friend that we've had like similar experience i have friends actually that we've had similar kind of experiences with unemployment and underemployment and it's just it really is not funny we've all struggled like we've all struggled we're all still struggling because the memory is still there you still feel like I was not good enough like what you know so it's really crazy but another thing that changed was uh, end of last year when I my permit my study permit now because I'm actually do my master's was going to expire in December and so I had to getting in my mind around the fact that, once again, <laughs> I'm going back to Nigeria. I'm like, okay, I'm going back to Nigeria. But one thing that was different, or two things that were different were well, one, I traveled with my mom to, went to France in September. And I don't know, it just, I was, it just felt like a wake-up call for me. Like there's more to life than Canada. You don't have to live in Canada. Canada is going to be all and end all of life. If you don't live in Canada, you you can still succeed. I don't know how to explain it. Like I feel like travel is very important. You don't have to go somewhere far. Or just leave your surroundings. I feel like you just your eyes just get to be opened. Because for long as I've been in Canada, all that has been preached at me is, you know, get permanent residence, get permanent residence, get PR get PR get PR That's all that has been preached. You know, so like there's no really room for you to really think about what it is that you may want, if you even want the thing is you get it get it get it and then if you don't want it it's fine just get it first you know kind of thing and so you just get stuck in that mindset and you're just working towards that thing which may not necessarily be your goal but it will become your goal because everyone will make it their business to make it your goal you know so it was something else it really was crazy so when i left i was i don't know i felt just relief i was like you know i'm okay whatever happens i'm fine there are other countries i can go to at least my education is Canadian, so it's not going to be that hard for me to get into other countries, you know? And I was just like, it's not, it's like, it's, it's not the end of the world, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. So I was now fine with it, and I was like, yeah, it's fine, I'm leaving Canada. I was actually, I was like, I'm done, like, I was like, done, I am done. And. And you know, obviously my parents are like, no, no, don't, don't lose hope. Oh, you still have three months. Oh, God can do that. I'm like, yeah, I don't, it's not like I don't have faith in God. I do, but me, I, I didn't want him to do it because I didn't want to stay anymore. I was kind of done. I was like, okay, I'm done. I want to leave. So, you know, and then the second thing that changed um, for me was, okay, I was okay. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm leaving. Then my friend said something to me one time. She said, uh, yeah, she knows that I want to leave and stuff, but, um, I have what she said but it just made me really think that okay what what am I actually going to do in Nigeria Yes I knew I was going to do NYSC. obviously that's the first step if you want to get a job in this place So I knew I had to do that But other than that I didn't really know much else And then I was like Obviously I wrote about it actually it was really bothering me so I wrote about it And then I I prayed about it a little bit and then I went on Facebook I was just scrolling on Facebook and then I saw this video of this girl that she's called in America she's an American citizen and everything and then she went to uh, some country somewhere in I want to say Europe but I think it's Asia I can't remember she's anyway she built an orphanage uh, and a school with her her savings she asked her parents to send it over to her and she built an orphanage in school before because she told a lot of children oh, we're out of school so she did that and i don't know it just felt like lightning you know ran through my body i don't want to be a teacher i don't want to build an orphanage or a school but it just reminded me of what I knew I was supposed to do that I found out in 2014 that I had completely abandoned because I thought I would do that when I was 30 which is to start my foundation so I haven't started it yet I don't know what I'm telling you about this oh god I haven't started it yet however you know it was like okay this is what I'm going to do in Nigeria this is what I'm going to do in Nigeria great so now I have NYSC, and then I have another thing I'm going to do so I have things to do in Nigeria so I'm not going to go to Nigeria and have it be a waste of time so i was really excited about it so um to tackle this one this one is not an easy one to tackle unemployment underemployment the honest only, only thing that you can really do is to continue to tell yourself that you know you are not your job even if you have an amazing job you're, you're not your job your job is just a means to an end it could be your passion oh that's fine but you are still not your job you're not your passion you're an individual with your passions, desires, wants, needs, temperaments and all that good stuff. Your job is a job, it's a career, whatever you want to call it. You're not your job, you're not your career, you know. Don't let it define you. Like whether you have a great job or whether you don't have a great job or whether you don't have any job, don't let it define you. That's all I'll say that's that's the one thing I feel like I did not do I let it define me and definitely comparison is a thief of joy is the truth forever and ever do not compare yourself to anyone you know all those cliche things of this person started at 70 and obviously please I don't want to have succinated at 70 what the hell by 70 I should just be chilling and giving talks seriously I should not be running around trying to start a business that's madness however I take the point to be, just don't compare yourself with anybody else while running our own race, and as long as you know that you have done everything in your power, right, done everything in your power to try to get a job, I don't think you should beat yourself up, I, I know that we like all these old tough love, be hard on yourself things, suffer, suffer, suffer. I don't really know why we like those kind of things. I don't do like those kind of things. I don't subscribe to that notion that if you're not suffering, you're not trying. I don't believe that. I believe that you make as much of an effort as you possibly can. I'm not saying apply to one job a day. That's you not know, making an effort. You tailor your resume to each job. You get interview questions. You practice before your interview. You do all that good stuff, you know, and you have confidence in yourself. You pray, you go into the interview, you answer the questions to the best of your abilities. I've been to the interviews and they ask me questions and I'm just like looking at them like, hey, Jesus Christ, blank. <laughs> God," And this is the blank that I know that I will not remember because I know myself. There are blanks that, okay, it's there, it's going to come out and then there's when you are blank, like, there's no point. Like, it's not, like, my brain cannot even link <laughs> to the next word, what it could possibly, I just, I don't know, you know. So, that happens to me too, and I—it's what it is. Like you cannot come and kill yourself. That's the truth. So you do what you can, and you just leave the rest. It's up to them, end of the day. And me, I'm a big believer in what is for you, will come to you. What is for you is yours. If the job is yours, it's yours. As long as you don't screw up, or if you do, once again, I say like if you do everything in your power, right? If you do everything in your power, and you don't get the job it was not it was not for you so i mean some good news is i did eventually get a job offer but i couldn't take it because study permit regulations and all those kind of things so that I then once again by then i was really over it, it was in october i got the job or said, yeah october once again by then i was really really i was disappointed because it was yeah it was a really good opportunity however I was just like, what is new? Like At that point, I really was tired of kind. I'm like, yeah, you guys are all, all your laws. You really just are trying to frustrate somebody. So I was like, that's what it is, Joe. Let me leave. Like, and I think it's a good thing I left. Um, So far, so good. Even though NYC is like stressing my life and I'm just like, I can't wait for this thing to be done because this thing honestly, oh, it's just like you're punishing me for something I did not do, like that's how I feel. I feel like I'm being punished and I don't know why. Like, it's fun, though. Like, I'm having fun, like, all the people that I've met and whatnot are making fun, you know. However, I just, just why? Like, <laughs> just why? But it's fine. I just got to meet new people, so that's cool. Um. So, yeah, fear is something that we live with. Um. Besides that, like, I still live with fears on a regular basis. Even before I started this podcast, I've When I started a podcast for a long time, but... Also, partly because I didn't really have an idea of what it was going to be about. So, I mean, now I figured out what it was going to be about, which is so funny because it just happened like pretty spur of the moment. It didn't take time or anything like that. And I just figured it out and like everything is in the same line because I i really really want to help people who are just going through hard times and i want to like share my stories it's like i have not made it yet too so i'm sharing stories of at least the little little breakthroughs i've had so hopefully to help people to have little little breakthroughs too and hopefully they will lead to our big breakthroughs anyway this brings us to the end of this episode this was a very long episode i don't think i didn't think i was going to make them this long just because i wanted to be like short things that i can just think about i well i talk a lot <laughs> i talk a lot um, i hope that you enjoyed the episode though and yes if you're interested in talking to me more about whatever ever i heard um let me know i'll try to figure out the way to get you to connect with me if need be Thanks.